Rudimental on cliffcentral.com. It is a Friday, five minutes past nine. Thank you to Gareth and the team back again on a Monday. Wow, we have woken up to a crazy, crazy South Africa. Uh, I think that's pretty much all we can say. It's uh, It's been an absolutely interesting Thursday evening. Of course, I'm talking about the state of the nation. Uh, we're going to be having a little chat to Justice Malala. He's a political analyst. You know, just trying to find out and make sense of, of all that went on last night. Uh, the shenanigans, the political parties, who's in the wrong, who's in the right. And of course, the Cricket World Cup 2015 starts... This weekend, our first game is against Zimbabwe. They are always very, very difficult, um, always unpredictable. So we'll be speaking to cricket analyst Shane Gouldy about that as well. He's in studio now. Of course, we want to get your thoughts on everything. 0861-555-189. Give us a shout and tell us what you think of the state of the nation as well as uh, the Cricket World Cup. If you have any thoughts on that, you can also tweet us at yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. Uh, as well as WeChat, we are taking some of your messages uh, throughout the show. Uh, in the meantime, though, Justice Malala, he is a political analyst and commentator, was at Sona last night. Justice, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm very good. You must be a little bit shaken up after last night's events. We all expected this, I suppose. But did you ever imagine that it would turn out as bad? And what does this really mean for democracy? <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect. Um, for some elements of South Africa to stoop this low, I I knew that Julius Malema was definitely going to do something. I expected him to do something. He announced that he was going to do uh, to disrupt uh, Jacob Zuma's state of the nation. So that that's nothing new there. I was amazed that that in a democratic and free South Africa, 25 years after Nelson Mandela was out of jail. And you have a parliament that jams communications in the National Assembly, in the Houses of Parliament, and that journalists, MPs, uh, the whole House could not tweet, could not communicate with the outside world. I found it very much avenant. So that, for me, right from the onset, was was something that set off all the warnings out. And I think Genesis did absolutely the right thing to start uh, chanting, uh, bring back the signal, because because I just think when a government does that uh, to its highest um, voice uh, of the of the citizens, when you say I'm going to essentially black out um, Parliament, then you're you're saying I'm prepared to do other things. Parliament and what are those things? And I think I think the people who did this need to not only be called out um, in the next few days, the next few hours, but they also need to the full might of the law needs to uh, come down uh, very hard on them. If you haven't uh, seen what went down last night or if you weren't on Twitter for the whole time, I've just posted something online at yebo underscore L-E-V-Y or check it out at cliffcentral.com. Uh, last night in tweets, it was absolutely wild. Uh, it trended overseas as well, which I think was was uh, quite worrying for a lot of South Africans. Our dirty laundry was out there in the open. How do you think that a government like ourselves comes back from a an experience like last night? Well, I was a uh, uh, minister just had ever held a press conference immediately afterwards condemning what happened. He still wouldn't say. And there were, uh, 
for me, and so there are two elements. The first is the jamming of the signal. Um, who did it? Why did they do it? On whose authority? Further to that, um, in 2012, um, the ICASA explicitly said the usage of jamming devices in South Africa is illegal. There is, there is uh, enough evidence to show that the signal was jammed knowingly by someone because the Speaker of the House said, well, we'll look into that. She, they looked into it, and suddenly, hello, the signal is back. So I think that is the first thing that we need to look at. Secondly, um, who are those people who came into the chamber and then seriously manhandled Julius Malema and his EFF, and I'm not at all saying that they, they were in the right or whatever, but whoever it may be, whether it's you or me, there is absolutely no reason to go into the house, uh, uh, manhandle people, push them out in the manner that was done. So who were these people? Did they belong to parliament or were they members of the security forces, as the speaker called them? And if they are members of the security forces, who, who's, uh, under whose uh, command are they? Are they members of the NIA? Are we all being watched by uh, spies? Or are they members of the parliamentary security services who are allowed uh, constitutionally to come in and remove people who are unruly in the house? So those are the two key issues that I'd like to see immediately dealt with. And if we do deal with them uh, quickly enough, then, then you know, people... Uh, whether it's the outside world, whether it's ourselves, and I think the key people who should be concerned are ourselves and not just the international community. Um, if, we are, if we see something being done uh, about those two events, then I, will, I think we'll begin to come back. Um, there's the political fallout, of course. Jacob Zuma once again exposed. He didn't say a word about Nkandra. He didn't say whether he will comply with the, nest, uh, with the public protectors order that he paid back the money. So I expect we won't be seeing a cent of the undue benefit that came to him from Uganda. Um, Julius Malema and the EFF, they have put him on the spot, but they have put themselves on the spot as well, because whatever one might say is Julius Malema and the EFF are one, a, a one-issue party. Are they all about Uganda, 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 and nothing else? So they have to be careful that they are not seen as, oh, those guys who go after Jacob Zuma and have nothing else to say. Secondly, for them, um, people people want to hear Jacob Zuma speak, even if he bores them and they go to sleep on a Thursday evening. and <laughs> um, But they want to hear what he has to say about all the stuff that goes on. So there is only so much you can get from these sorts of tactics. The big question is, what what do they what are they what do they stand for and that will that will also be uh, bring the spotlight on them. That said, what happened to Julius Malema and the EFF last night in the House uh, is not. The things we saw are just so unhealthy and edifying. They are not good for democracy. Unnecessary as well. I mean, if you if you haven't seen uh, the video on it, we'll put it online as well. I mean, they you know you you said seriously manhandled. I think 
there's a, there's a stronger word for that. Beaten up is probably the way out. You know, they, they, the whole of the EFF were thrown out uh, with no dignity of, of the house or treating uh, another person like that. It just it felt like we were in another era. Of course, there, there was actually a speech supposedly last night. Um, any any big positives or negatives? I mean, I know that, that you were concerned about that one line that said no foreigners will now own any kind of land in South Africa. I mean, how seriously can we take that? Look, I think I, I'll jump to that for a bit, but I think there were some positives. If you think about it, um, you know, you and I have uh, IDs, uh, green IDs. Um, you know, one of the uh, bombshells I thought was, uh, was President Zuma saying that you can get your ID uh, later on this year at your local bank. Now, anyone who has uh, queued at, uh, at the home affairs and has had uh, uh, some of the problems that people encounter will be so happy to see a public-private partnership of that nature. And I hope, I hope it works. I hope we get more collaboration between government and public uh, and private sector like that. Um, because I think one of the biggest problems in South Africa is the right case. It's the fact that you and I, if you want to start a business, if you want to do whatever, you just to stand in queue for ages at, you know, whether it's the DTI or whatever and wherever. It's just not good enough for for both of South Africa. So those are some one. Of, that's one of the things. Um, you know, land policy. I don't think it's just a foreign uh, ownership issue. I think if you are a farmer, uh, President Zuma announced yesterday that, uh, for example, if you own a farm in Pumalanga somewhere, you you will most probably have to sell half of it to um, to your workers. Secondly. You won't get any money for it, but the money will be put in a trust uh, somewhere uh, which you don't have control over. So the 50-50, which the ANC has said is not ANC policy, seems to be implemented uh, through the back door by President Zuma. So if uh, I'm sure the farming community all over South Africa is saying, uh-oh, am I selling my farm, um, half of my farm to my workers, and do I want to do that, and what does that mean? Hmm. So I think on land there are many, many issues. So the foreign ownership, all those Russians who've been buying up large chunks of Cape Town will be sitting there saying, <laughs> oops, I've just paid 30 million rand for that house uh, overlooking the Atlantic seaboard. Well, they were just well, waiting for the it? nuclear policy to come in where Russia basically overhauls <laughs> the entire country, which is fantastic. <laughs> well, just as long- know, and it looks like it looks like we have a... Uh, 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 certainly, we're having nuclear by 2020, he said. Um, whether it will be the Russians or not, he didn't say, but many, many people will back that that's what's going to happen. If you don't know the story I'm talking about, just uh, go and grab yourself a Mail and Guardian this morning. There's a huge uh, expose on what the Russian nuclear deal looks like. It is quite alarming. Just as lastly, uh, I know you haven't had much sleep, so I'm not going to keep you for much longer, but do you expect to hear anything from any prominent ANC members about this and potentially not only about the behavior of the you know, EFF members in parliament, but actually about the behavior of, of the ANC and the party? Well, you know, it would it would be nice to to see someone stand up and say not in my name, but I don't expect to see that. If you looked at the scenes outside Parliament after President Zuma's speech was concluded, um, ANC leaders, ANC members were singing as if uh, they had won a victory. But uh, 
what we must all be careful that when we celebrate these sorts of victories, we don't um, we don't end up celebrating the the denigration of our own institutions, the denigration of our own parliament, the denigration of our own democracy. And I think I think for many of those members, it would be uh, it would be important to reflect on that. Um, um, my father always said. Ask about what people want for their children. I I would I would like many of those ANC and P to think about what kind of parliament their children are going to participate in in ten years and fifteen and twenty years because I think um, it will be a parliament that Nelson Mandela would be very very uh, ashamed to say he had a hand in ushering uh, in. Yep. I absolutely 100% agree with you, Justice Malala, political analyst. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I hope you do get some sleep uh, this weekend uh, as uh, the shenanigans of politics continue to roll out. As Justice Malala, he is a senior political analyst. Listen, it's not all doom and gloom, of course. Uh, It is a Friday. It's beautiful in South Africa. And, of course, it's the World Cup. Cricket! It's starting! We'll speak to Shane Gould just after this. You see, the gremlins are not only inside, they're on top as well. We've got this is just symbolic. I didn't even play the song, and uh, there it is. So it's it's Rocky. There's a fight going on right now. Uh, there's a fight in Parliament. There's a fight on the cricket fields. So moving from politics to sport, uh, where there is quite a bit of politics going on, uh, we've got Shane Gouldy in studio. He is a cricket analyst. Uh, and, of course, the 2015 Cricket World Cup begins. A lot of people waiting in huge anticipation for this. Shane, good morning to you. Good morning, Andrew. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be sleeping much because uh, the time that we're watching is uh, like five o'clock in the morning. But it's going to be great. Um, I think it's in a in, in a ideal place for South Africa. Uh, we're used to those conditions. They're very similar to South African conditions. And I think for once, uh, you know, every four years we say the South African side is looking good and they're going to win the World <laughs> Cup. And wait now, Shane. Wait now. Well, wait now. I think this year there's a slight difference. Uh, the, the, the attitude amongst the guys and uh, the management of the side, I believe, is the best it's ever been. And also the senior players. We've got some senior players uh, that are really top players and uh, you just look at the best batsman in the world, the best bowler in the world uh, all come from South Africa and I think uh, A.B. de Villiers uh, is at a stage now where he's becoming a good captain as well and that's vital for the side So let's just talk about um, conditions because you know it's a co-host so mm. you know while you're talking about we know the conditions of Australia very well, um, we've played there recently um, they're very similar to the South African kind of pitches and bounce and so on New Zealand, not as much. You know, there could be rain. It 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 depends. And we've got our first game out there. You know, what are your thoughts in terms of 
moving from New Zealand to Australia? How's that going to affect the uh, New Zealand is very different. Uh, you might compare it it's similar to Cape Town when uh, when the Capes are wet. Uh, so I'm sure we've, we've practiced in those conditions. Uh, but it's uh, but it's the same for everybody except for New Zealand because there's no <laughs> other country like New Zealand. And 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 I think to a certain extent it does actually suit us because uh, certainly the Indians who I think are, are, are one of the favourites and the Pakistans and the Sri Lankans they certainly are going to ba- battle uh, in New Zealand and have in in past years with New Zealand beating them on home territory. So I think all in all, um, yeah, it's good for South Africa. And you know I always say a happy team's a winning team, and the conditions are ideal. The foods are uh, very similar to the kind of the food uh, we have in South Africa. And uh, there's some places in New Zealand and uh, Australia that uh, will be like a home game. I mean, a lot of uh, South Africans play often uh, out there. You know, even ex-cricketers, we saw Jacques Callas. There's a lot of support for the South African teams over uh, in Australia and New Zealand. Let's just look quickly at, uh, at the groups. You know, it's a two-group strategy. It always has been... Mm. Does that favor the Minos? I mean, you kind of feel bad for teams like the UAE and Afghanistan, um, an island who are semi-professionals and and they've done some amazing stuff in the past, but Mm. they're never going to get out of these group stages, are they? I mean, does this need to change? Um, I don't think so. Um, I I think it's vital that you get the top sides that play in the semi-finals and the quarterfinals and the finals. Um, And, you know, we've seen... um, uh, Countries like Ireland almost coming through last year, they uh, upset uh, England. Um, so there is an opportunity, but I think the most important thing for television and for the spectators is to see the best sides playing in, in, in the final rounds. Uh, that's that's ab- uh, absolutely vital, especially uh, for cricket in the, in, in the world. It's it's a it's an interesting group uh, dynamic. You've got Pool A, which is is England, Australia, mm. Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, New Zealand. Uh, Scotland, and I think it is the UAE. Uh, no, it's not. I lie. Who is that? Weird flag. Afghanistan, I apologize. Pool B, South Africa, India, uh, Pakistan, West Indies, uh, Zimbabwe, um, Ireland, and United Arab Emir- Emirates. Mm. I mean, that group B looks a lot harder to get out of. How does it work? Just, just so that we know, how many teams are coming out of the groups? And then, you know, what do you think is, is our, po- our well, possibilities? Well, four, four teams will come out of the groups. Um, and they're going to the quarterfinals and they'll have the semifinals and then the finals. Um, but if you have a look at that A group, I think maybe that's, that's quite a difficult group because you've got New Zealand in there. Uh, you've got, uh, England in there. You've got Australia in there. And what was the other one? Sri, Sri Lanka. Lanka is there, yeah. Yeah. Now, those are good sides. Uh, and the, the big problem in World Cups have always been when it gets to the finals. Because you get teams like Pakistan, who, when they come to the game, they either got, uh, their cricket hat on or their sleeping hat. And, uh, <laughs> sometimes they play great cricket and sometimes they don't. And the West Indies oh, are exactly God. the same. You know, they, they say relaxed. Uh, sometimes they come to a game of cricket and it looks like they're at the pub. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's important how the guys arrive there. And, uh, that's South Africa's big problem. We have to have consistency. We, we are generally very good cricket players, but unfortunately, sometimes we just lose the plot. And, uh, Hopefully, uh, this won't happen and we'll have a much more consistent uh, uh, series. 
So we're talking cricket uh, with uh, Shane Gould. He's a cricket analyst. If you want to get involved in the conversation, if you want to support the guys, let us know, and we will put that word out there. 0861 555 or tweet us at at yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you some of the, the comments that you guys have been saying over Twitter about the World Cup. Of course, Shane, one of the big things is, you know, South Africa and that stupid label called the chokers uh now let's just go back quickly and and understand why south africa 1992 uh the first time that they'd come out um of you know into world cricket effectively for a long long time we had a really rubbish system of calculating scores when rain happened rain Mm -hmm. unfortunately did happen kepler vessels was asked at the beginning of the game aren't you worried about rain and kepler said no not in the slightest absolutely fine here you know and and that's what then kicked us out we can all remember that that commentator going oh that's 22 runs of one ball what a sad state of affairs here for south africa and peter kirsten's face said it all there we had 96 um, where we lost to the West Indies, as you're speaking mm-hmm. about the dark horses. There, 99, we we um, dropped we, a catch. We we dropped a catch. <laughs> <laughs> dropped a catch. Failed to qualify. Uh, 2003, Sean Pollock will remember that the rain hit again. Mm-hmm. Sri Lanka. 2007, we then went on and uh, Australia, 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 and 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 then you remember this um, as well in that whole thing. Here's here's a, a little a little. Thing that I remember. Three balls remaining. Kuzner on strike. There it is. They go. This will be out, surely. Ah, it's out. It's going to be run out. Oh, that's it. South Africa out. Oh, didn't run. I cannot believe it. Australia going to the World Cup final. Ridiculous running with two balls to go. Donald didn't go. Kuzner come. What a disappointing end for South Africa. What a match for our viewers. <laughs> Did you have to play it? I had to. I'm sorry. I had to play that. That was probably the worst moment. I mean, if Hansi Krenia was a bad moment in South African cricket, that was probably the worst, yeah. single most worst moment. I mean, I remember people were crying because of, because of that. Lance Kluzner had taken us to such a climax. Yeah. And then two of our heroes, Kluzner and, and Donald, just didn't get it right at the end there. Well, you know, you, you've, you've mentioned a lot of things that have happened in the World Cups. And it's the small things that make a big difference. And uh, in World Cups, uh, in finals, we've, we've got to get to a stage where we win games convincingly. So we don't have that problem. And I think, uh, well, let's say um, this year the South African side looked like... They, 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 they're going to have a better attitude, a stronger, uh, a senior, um, uh, captaincy. And also in the background, we've got a very good management, uh, system. Uh, and, and, you know, when I used to play cricket as well, I used to always make sure that the guys were happy. Yes, now we're talking a long yeah, time. Yeah, it was ago. in 1922, <laughs> I think, somewhere around there. But the, the important thing was that you have to, you have to have a, a, a management team that keeps the players happy. That is vital for success. And I think we've got it this year. A lot of people, when Russell Domingo first came onto the scene, were, were concerned. They didn't know if he was going to be the mm. guy. It would be an amazing, uh, you know, Feather in his cap if he actually took us to a World Cup win. Yeah, I, I think he can. He's a bit of a laid back guy, but he's a good manager. He's not necessarily a good coach. If he needs somebody to work on the batters, he gets a batter, 
coach like he had Kirsten there. If he, he's got Alan Donald there for the bowlers. So, and he's got Jonty as well. So what he does is he puts all these top guys around him and he just keeps the guys happy. And that is absolutely vital. And that's why I'm very happy with the side. They've got no psychologists this year. I don't believe in psychologists. Uh, they con- they con- they they confuse the guys. Oh my goodness! All right, six one five 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 one eight nine. What do you want to say about the Proteas? Uh, do you have any thoughts about their chances this year? There's definitely a different feel. I I personally feel uh, around the Proteas this this uh, this time. Not as much arrogance. I mean, of course, we we had the drubbing in December, so we we might not want to talk about that. Yeah, but no. I mean, you know, it feels like the guys have got their heads on straight. You know, in in a team, you always get the the pockets or or, or the or the split ups or or that uh, we haven't got that in the side. Um, we've got all the top guys that talk to the youngsters as though they're part of the team, and that's what they're working on. Their mental attitude to this game is we are a team. They are not individuals. Uh, and you, and you see that happening often, especially in interviews with, uh, AB de Villiers and the top guys. They never talk about themselves. They talk about the team. You know, how did you do AB? No, I did well, but the team, the team did well. We're all playing for the team. And you've got a guy there called Amla that doesn't talk much, but he's, he's so respected by the youngsters. And, and you see him with Quinton. I coached Quinton for a while and he was a bit of a loose cannon. But, uh, <laughs> what's happened now is a guy like Amla has got hold of him and they're batting together. And all of a sudden, Quinton is this, Kind of almost a mature youngster playing cricket. Um, uh, so I, I think the way they've uh, put the whole team together, they've got it right this time. All right, oh eight six one five 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 one eight nine. Give us a call. What are your thoughts around cricket? We've got Chase on the line from Johannesburg. Chase, uh, good morning to you. Uh, Pro tier fire. Do you believe that we've got the fire to make the difference? Yeah, I think we do. Um, I know. I know a lot of guys are concerned about being a successful in previous tournaments. Um, and uh, I was at the um, Sports Industry Awards last night listening to uh, Graham Smith talk about just how you know fragile World Cups and tournaments like this are. And I think that, yes, we haven't had much success before. We definitely have what it takes. We've had some good form running up to it, with the exception of the warm-up games. And uh, there's no reason why we can't walk away with this one. Now, a lot of people talk about uh, the fact that Graham Smith isn't involved uh, directly. Do you think that that's going to be the change, that, that uh, loser Graham Smith is, <laughs> is not involved in a World Cup? No, look, I don't think so, to be honest with you. I think uh, the problem in, in South African cricket, and, and this is also a couple of chats I had with AV, is, is not down to the depth of the talent of the squad. with a lot of young guys coming through that have the potential to literally blow us away. We've seen it. Um, but I think the problem comes down to a mental one, and it's something that the team has to get over themselves, uh, and the only way they're going to do it is if they start putting some successive wins together and start leaning on each other. So give us your prediction uh, just before we let you go. Uh, uh, prediction, prediction, prediction. Look, I'm going to back the guys, to be honest with you. Um, I'm, I, I think that whether, no matter what happens on the day, if they do their best, that's all we can ask for, but that's what we need. We can't ask them to put together a half-assed um, sort of, sort of performance like and then walk away with some, some pride for the country. So I'm going to back the guys. I do think we can get through to at least sort of the semis and, and hopefully put up a good contestion for the final. Protea fire all the way. That is South Africa for you. We're talking the Proteas 0861-555-189. Give us a shout.
Please, I'll stay in the show. Yeah, I got that, bro. Thanks a lot, bro. I appreciate that. Is it? Sweet bank in the morning to rise me up. Is it? I like that. AKA Delez on cliffcentral.com. Hanging out with Shane Gouldy. He's talking a little bit about cricket. The Cricket World Cup obviously starting tonight. Uh, and it is going to be a spectacle. Of course, uh, you know, we were just chatting uh, before this went down about some of the incredible r- rivalry between South Africans and Australians specifically. Mm. Uh, we all remember Daryl Cullinan and Shane Warne. They, they used to have it out all the time. Uh, of course, there's a great rival between England and Australia and they, they hit it off. Uh, they're, they're opening it up tonight. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Have there been as many mind games going into this? Are people starting to be quiet and in the actions of the, of their bat and ball do the talking these days? Or Australians still- are full of it. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was in Australia on, on a, a coaching course and uh, obviously I was the only South African there and the rest were Aussies. But they gave me all day, every day for a full week. they just like that. That's the way they are. They they don't, you know, you, if you go there and take them seriously, um, they'll kill you. But the, the thing is with the South African side now, getting back to them, they, they have a, they have an a, attitude there that they, they don't listen to anybody. They, they're so focused on what they're doing and um, they experience cricketers. And I think cricket has changed quite, a, quite drastically now uh, where you have all the, the media and things like that. The players are used to it, so it doesn't bother them as much as as it used to and of course it's not like the old days I remember when we used to play the guys used to really tell you what they thought of your mother and your father (laughs) and your grandmother uh, where now they can't really because of the uh, stump mics and things like that and the umpires are a lot more uh, stricter than they they used to be So it's taken a bit of the sledging out of the game, but uh, there still is a bit. All right. On Twitter, um, the at real Martin tag has said, uh, I think we're in for a very good chance this year. Biggest worry is our fifth bowler. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, we've got uh, Imran Tahir. We've got uh, who, who I think will be the surprise package there, really. If Dale Stain gets injured, what do we do? Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I, I, I hear what he's saying, but thank goodness Duman is fit. Because he's our fifth bowler, and I, I really rate him as a good bowler. So, um, look, it depends on the on the situation. Um, if all our players uh, go in and they fit, and we, we won't have a problem with a fifth bowler. But yeah, if one of our top bowlers are injured, um, I'd like to see Kyle Abbott. Um, I, I'm a big fancy mm, of Kyle Abbott, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm not a big fancy of Wayne Pornell. Um, <laughs> and I tell, why, I, why does everyone not like Wayne Pornell? Well, what's, tell, what's his problem? Well, I tell you what. First of all, his haircut is shocking. It's worse <laughs> than my pants. And the other thing about Wayne Pornell, when he first started as a youngster, he used to swing the ball. He was a dynamic cricketer, and he's lost his swing. And, and that's that's vital to a guy that's only bowling at 130 k's an hour. Um, so I don't know what's happened to him. I know the guys are working very hard on him, and his last uh, game that was in South Africa, he started swinging the ball a little bit. So obviously Alan Donald's working on him. His attitude to me is a little bit too laid back. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a good team. And the nice thing about it, and I'm happy they picked Imran Tahir because mm. he's a wicket taker. Unfortunately, sometimes he does go for a few runs, but we found in the limited overs, uh, game, funnily enough, he goes for less runs than in test, uh, uh, in his test averages. Um, if you look at that side, uh, it's a fantastic side. And, and the, the, the nice thing also, Riley was sure, so we've always said that he's going to be a good cricketer, but he's never ever come to the party. And all of a sudden there he is. He's, he's He's playing fantastic cricket. So, yeah, uh, a big thing, uh, Quinton de Kock, I wouldn't like to see A.B. de Villiers keeping wicket again. That, that, that's the biggest worry to me. If Quinton de Kock gets injured, we're going to have a major problem. Because well, AB, Just explain that to, to people that aren't cricket 
but fuck like you are. Uh-huh. What is it? What, what do you mean by that? Like, why, why AB's behind wickets is such a problem? Because first of all, he's the captain. Secondly, he's uh, our top order batsman. But more importantly, he has got a injury. He's got a thigh injury, and I'm sure it's a lower back injury in actual fact. And uh, I used to be a keeper, and I know the biggest problem for keepers is lower back injuries. Um, Quinton's young. Look, it was only an ankle uh, injury, so I don't think it's going to uh, flare up. I hope it doesn't. But that, that's my biggest problem in this, in this whole team. Quinton de Kock must play almost every game. Berhardine, there's been a lot of talk around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm personally not a fan of him, but mm. he, there's some injury concerns around him at the moment. Mm. Um, do you think he'll come to the party this this year? Is, is it his is it his time to shine? Uh, you know, he's a, he's a great uh, uh, provincial player. Um, he, he plays great for the Titans. He's, he's pulled the Titans out of a lot of problems, but he's never done it for South Africa, funnily enough. Um, so I'll agree with you on that. I'm not a big uh, fancy of his. But, you know, in a World Cup, you never know. A guy like Berdin can win the World Cup for us. Now, um, we spoke about some, some injury concerns, you know, with AB. Um, Dale Stain, 30, 31, if I'm, if I'm and very Correct. fit. And very fit. Let's not. <laughs> but but if Dale does get injured, and he's not one to normally get injured, but if mm. he does, do you think that that we are in big? Are we surrounded no. by an Amla, De Villiers, and a Stain? You know, if any of those three get, you know, into trouble, are we? Do we have trouble? No. No, I really don't think so. I think we've got a good team here. Uh, for example, if, if, if A.B. de Villiers gets injured and can't play any games, we're in huge trouble. Um, he's the best player in the world by far. And not only is he a good uh, 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 player, he puts so much pressure on, on uh, opposition bowlers because they don't know where to bowl to him. He can hit the ball. Uh, he's like the great Viv Richards. You can pitch the ball anywhere, and, and, and A.B. will hit it where he wants to hit it, not where the bowler wants him to hit it. So he, he's a, a, very plus fa- a very big plus factor for South African cricket. Um, but uh, Dale Stain, I reckon Kyle Abbott can come in and not bowl as good as Dale mm. Stain. He's the best bowler in the world. But we've got guys that can play around him. Morkel, do we underrate him all the time? I mean, he's, he's, he's always there. He's consistent. Mm. Um, and, I mean, he's, he's a damn fine player. Morkel's one of those guys that never gets wickets. Well, doesn't often get a, a huge hauls of wickets. And you must understand, bowlers always bowl in pairs. And uh, Morkel comes in and terrifies the guys and they're always getting, getting on the hook and getting on the late cut and things like that. And then you get a Dale Stane that comes out and bowls a perfect way swinger and gets a wicket. So that's vital for us that Morkel because he's the one that's going to get the bounce and uh, all batsmen we know batsmen hate the ball bouncing around the midriff 0861-555-189 what are your comments about the Protea Fire as the hashtag is called uh, on Twitter uh, Dave also in Johannesburg good morning to you what are your thoughts about uh, this Protea team hey good morning how's it going good 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 what do you think What do you, uh, are we going to win it um, I think we, on paper, we've probably got the best chance we've had since 1999 to win it. But, you know, it's one-day cricket, so anybody can beat anybody. Particularly worried about those New Zealanders. We seem to be our bogey team, and they're actually looking incredibly good. What about Zimbabwe? We, we've never had a particularly bad record against them. We, we normally pretty good against them, but their record in, in World Cup cricket to be these underdogs that always upsets one team, could we be the one team that, that could have the problem? Well, look, the, thankfully we're playing first in the, in the round-robin stage, so if they do cause an upset, it's not tickets for us, but um, obviously it's, it's one-day cricket. On any given day, any team can beat any team. You know, that's the thing. Um, if one guy has a great, uh, great innings, he can actually take a game away from you. 
Um, if our bowlers don't quite hit the mark straight away, we can get put on the back foot quite easily against any team. So this is the beauty of one-day cricket, that you may be the favourites, but on any particular day, if a minute gets it right, they can cause an upset. All right, Dave, give us uh, your prediction. Are the Proteas going to go the whole way? Be honest. I mean, South Africans, we, we're patriotic, but are we going to go the whole way? Um, I think we'll get to the final this time. I mean, the final's anyone's game, so then we'll see. I think the team that we've got, we have to get that far. I think everyone's expecting that. But um, it's like the Kilian Bolula said, we're not playing against donkeys and cows, so it's going to be quite tough. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, Elt J. Oh, they are so cool on cliffcentral.com. It is Friday. It's quarter to ten. It is a beautiful day outside. Forget about Sona for a second. South Africa is still beautiful. We're talking about something that brings us all together. That's sport. Of course, the Cricket World Cup starts this weekend. Shane Gouldie is my guest. He's a cricket analyst, uh, former player, uh, and former bullshit, I suppose. Um, but uh, Shane, uh, and of course... Just sorry, I just have to say this, you know. But at ten o'clock, the studio is about to go mad. We've got uh, the sex show who are doing the entire show completely and utterly naked, which I'm very much looking forward to. John T seems very, very excited, and I'm very excited to see him. So we'll see what happens there. Whoa! Uh, yeah, I know. I had to warn am you. I had to am warn I allowed you. to stay? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they asked you if you wanted to get naked as well. And I, I actually protested because I didn't want to see you naked, mate. <laughs> but let's just talk about some, some, some of the other teams that are at the World Cup. You know, we always focus on South Africa and then realize actually yep. there's some bloody brilliant teams mm. around them. Mm. Who do you think, you know, and why? Uh, should or, or the teams that we should be watching right now? Pakistan. Pakistan worry me. Um, they have traditionally uh, coming to the World Cup, uh, Pakistan and Sri Lanka for that matter, uh, but especially Pakistan because they can play such great cricket. And then, of course, you've got the West Indies as well. Now, we know them from what happened over here. I'm sure they sorted out all their politics with uh, Gail uh, and that. Um, so, you, you know, the, the problem with world cricket at this stage, there's five or six really good teams. So on any day, one of those teams can win the, the World Cup. And uh, as one of your uh, guests were uh, chatting earlier on, uh, New Zealand's another team. Look how well they've been playing. Hmm. If it, uh, if we a, just lost to them in the warm-up games. Exactly. Now, just imagine if there's a, a semi-final and we play New Zealand. In New Zealand, <laughs> we could have a problem. So, look, I hope it doesn't happen. Oh, but, um, my goodness. Uh, cricket has become such a professional sport now, and, and these guys are good cricketers. They're playing a lot of cricket, um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, anything can happen. Well, luckily in Pool B, we are with Pakistan uh, yep. and India. So if we had to go into into the, the you know the Super Sixes, we're looking at at either England, Australia, Sri Lanka, New Zealand, or even potentially Bangladesh. Mm. I don't think uh, the UAE or Scotland are going to do anything unbelievable. No. Uh, but you never know. Um, so that could work out for us if we if we had to. Fa- I mean, who would you want to face? Um, I would really like to play England. Get them out soon. Um, and then, of course, there's Australia. So, the, as far as I'm concerned, we must play the big teams first. 
and 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 get them out of the uh, out of the World Cup. It's no use uh, wanting to play the the lower minnows. Um, let's go for the big guys and beat them because that makes the team so positive. And let's let's face it, we're going to have to play them sometime. So yeah. let's play them early on and uh, get uh, get over that uh, hurdle. Um, but I think consistency is vital, and uh, it's something that AB and Hashem Amla have been chatting about uh, and Fof. And uh, they are very, very focused on playing consistent cricket. And I just hope that when we bat first, we set ourselves high targets. Uh, in the past, we've been looking at five, six runs and over. It's not enough in world cricket anymore. Maybe three, four years ago, 250 you could win on. I don't think so anymore. Mm. I think we should be looking at 300 plus every time we bat first. I think we can chase down any score. That's not going to be the problem. But as you know, in one-day cricket, it's often uh, an advantage to bat first because then you put pressure on the bowling side. But South Africa don't score enough runs, and I think it's because their targets have been too low. They have to look at the first 10 overs and have carte blanche for those guys, let those guys go in. Quinton the clock especially must go in there, have carte blanche, and youngster, you go out there and hit every ball out of the park. That should be the attitude. If we have that attitude and we can score, say, 60, 70, even maybe 80 runs in the first 10 overs, then we're talking big business. I don't think there's many teams that can beat us then. You you mentioned um, the, the the top order and that has the likes of of Amla of of Ab. Um, there's there's a there's a name here that I just excites me so much, which is of course David Miller. Oh, yeah. Is he the Lance Klusner of this World Cup? Are, are we going to see that guy just somehow pull in and take control of? You've this? hit the nail on the head. Uh, he is a, a great cricketer. There is nobody in the South African side that hits the ball so cleanly. So if it's David Miller's day, he's going to score big runs. And another thing is, AB must bat number three, not Fuff. You know, in, 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 in limited overs cricket, it's limited overs, as it said. We need to put big scores on, especially, as I said, when we bat first. It's no use bringing AB in and, um, at number five. There we can have David Miller, for example, and have Hashim Amma hopefully bat through. I hope that's what they're looking at. Amma ap- opens the batting. He bat- bats through. No uh, 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 stress on him. He can, well, I don't think he ever gets stressed, but <laughs> he can, his job is to bat through. And then you have to have guys like Quinton de Kock come up, Hit the ball, AB come up, hit the ball, Faf come up, hit the ball, and then David Miller sealed the game. Would you change anyone in this team? I mean, you, you spoke about Faf, and there seems like a little bit of um, mm. Fafness about Faf's performance, but um, would you, going into this World Cup, um, you, you know, just to mention the squad, AB de Villiers, Hashim Amla, Carl Abbott, Fahan Berhadin, uh, Quinton de Kock, JP Dumini, who, as you say, very excited about, mm-hmm. Faf Duplessis, Imran Tahir, David Miller, Mornay Morkel, Wayne Parnell, Aaron Pachy, uh, P- Pangiso, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Vin Philander, uh, Riley Rousseau, and Dale Stain. Anyone you would add? Anyone you would take away? Well, obviously McLaren. And I would have, I would, I would not have picked, um, um, what's his name again? I just mentioned his name. Uh, Faf? No, 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 no. Uh, Wayne Ponell. Sorry, Wayne Ponell. Uh, because I think Ryan McLaren is a very good all-rounder and he's a very good bowler. Uh, but anyway, he must have been shocked that he wasn't in he, this team. He was. He was very I mean, shocked. His domestic, <laughs> his domestic thing at the moment has been unbelievable. Exactly. And every time he's played for South Africa, he's produced odds. But anyway, that's that's we can't do anything about that. Um, but I think if you look at the side over there and our top six guys, I would then add uh, JP Duhamini at number six. So the five guys I mentioned plus JP, and then we'll have our bowlers. That is an excellent side. Especially we're going to be working with Tahir. Either we're going to have Tahir if it's a, it's a, if it's a spinning wicket, uh, and I think. 
in New Zealand, you bowl quite a lot. Mm. And if he doesn't bowl, we might have Carl Abbott come in. So it's it's a very well-rounded side. And if Parnell starts playing better cricket, uh, he can play and he can bat as well. He used to open the batting at provincial level. So he scored a few hundreds. He's a good player. If his mind's right and the, and, and the, the coaching staff or the management are happy with his attitude, I think they might, they might use him. Now, I know this sounds a bit taking us back. Um, Jacques Callas was, you know, rested and there was this whole thing. Who? <laughs> exactly. Uh, does, does he have a, a part to play in terms of, you know, being in the dressing room, potentially being with the guys, giving them support? And, you know, he was playing for the Sydney Super Sixers, so he, he is mm. in that part of the country at the moment. He will be watching. Um, do we feel a bit hard done by by his like the way that it was all handled or was no, it just his time to go no, it was his time to go anyway he decided to go himself uh he wasn't pushed and uh, no one pushes so Jacques out. <laughs> yeah no 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 he's um he's well respected and you see how well he's playing in australia now for this in, in, in their super sixes he's a fantastic player i don't think he's a very good communicator though Jacques, <laughs> Jacques, a bit of a laid-back guy and he, he doesn't say much but uh, he's got a lot of respect and i have no doubt he'll pop into the change room because he's he's mates with uh, um, Gary Kirsten and them and Alan Donald, so I think him and uh, Barcher Barcher's got a hell of a lot to say. So I'm sure he'll be there. And and if you if you look back in the past, Barcher was a guy that looked after the youngsters, him and uh, uh, and Jock. So you know there's still a lot of good feeling. That's a nice thing about the South African side. Uh, Ab and the guys and and Amla they they they're quite chill. They they don't mind if guys come there and have a chat to the players. And basically all they want to do is keep the guy feet on the ground and that's important because to be rated as the number one side in the world is not always a good thing mm. and uh, I think they, they've accepted that and uh, they, they've, they've got the right attitude, very chilled and um, yeah I, I, as I said right in the beginning, I'm very happy with the management Looking at Pool B, um, we start with uh, uh, Zimbabwe, we then go into India That's the big one um, other games is is India the worry game for mm. you? Is 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 Pakistan? You know, like we spoke about the West Indies. Which game here in Pool B are you most concerned about? Which one is the potential hiccup? See, I'm not worried too much about the pool games, although they must show consistency. So we must win games well. Um, if I uh, and, and West Indies and the Pakistanis, I don't think they're going to do so well in the pool games. I'm worried about the West Indies and Pakistan when it comes to the finals game, the finals. That that that's uh, very important. In the pool game, I'm worried about India because I think India have got the best captain in the world, and Dhoni is very experienced and uh, he's a great leader. And of course, they won the World Cup with uh, mm. um, Gary, Gary Kirsten. Yep. Um, so yeah, they, I think that's the only side we, we we're going to worry a little bit about in in the pool game because I saw. I think the South African attitude is good, better than the, the Pakistanis and the West Indies. So we're going to go out there and try and play every game as well as we can, where I think Pakistan and, and West Indies might chill a bit and just get through to the finals, and then they can fire. Right. For for the the average cricket fan, the person that loves the protests whenever they play but doesn't really understand how the World Cup works, mm-hmm. just take us through it. So Pool A and Pool B, um, there are six teams, there are, yeah, seven teams actually in each, mm-hmm. uh, top four go through in each then what happens is it it does it work like football where you have the top team playing the bottom team yep. or is it is it yep. something similar it's it's cross uh pool so the top players bottom and top of the other one plays the bottom of the the other uh um pool and then you got your semi-finals and then your finals okay 
predictions, Shane Gould. I'm putting you on, on the spot. It is, it is unfortunately time to go. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, if, if it's not South Africa, who is it? And, and give us a, a reason why uh, you, you think. First of all, I would love it to be South Africa, Australia in the final, and we give them a good club. Because I can't stand those. <laughs> in Aussies. Melbourne, hey, finals are. Even better, because there'll be 100,000 people. It's a beautiful stadium. And I hope they put a pitch in there that takes a bit of spin. Um, but uh, honestly, I think it's going to be South Africa in the final, and I think it's going to either be Pakistan or Sri Lanka. There you hear it, Shane Gould, the, the Cricket World Cup 2015. It starts tonight. Australia play England. Of course, Australia are without captain, which is going to be very interesting. Michael Clark still mm. holding an injury. We'll see if he comes back. It could all just be shenanigans and talk. Shane, always lovely to hear from you. Thank you so much. We will catch up with you throughout the World Cup just to find out how the boys are doing, uh, as well as thank you to Justice Malala. He was talking about Sonar, a very, very interesting reality that South Africa faces Come Friday morning. I hope you have yourself a fantastic weekend. It is cliffcentral.com. Stay tuned. And if you want to hear about Shane Gould and what he thinks about the Cricket World Cup, just check out the podcast. The sex show is coming up next and they are all naked. <sighs> it's a little bit scary. You're going to have to check out Twitter uh, for some pictures of inside the studio. Yo, oh, man. Good Fridays. Here's Kalo on cliffcentral.com. Cheers now.